welcome to The Six String Life, where we get through everything in the world of guitar. For newbies just getting interested, to veterans wanting to refresh or expand your knowledge, I have everything for you. I'm your host, Julia Veras, a seven-year veteran of 10-hour workouts, strumming patterns, finger-picking, and so much more. This week, we'll be diving into how to play your guitar and what you can add to make your playing experience even better with a special guest interview. So, you've gotten to know your guitar. Now it's time for the super fun part, actually getting to learn how to play. Learning how to play means getting to learn anything you want from country to rock, and it really helps you develop your personal style. One of the most rewarding things for me personally is driving around in the car and hearing a song come on the radio and having this moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I know how to play this. It's one of the most amazing moments in the world and it makes you feel so accomplished. However, before you can get to this moment, you actually have to learn how to play some songs. Now, there are many ways to play guitar, the most common being teaching yourself or learning from somebody else. Now, teaching yourself is often the most difficult but cost-friendly option. If you're looking to do this, you can simply go onto a website such as Amazon and search up learning guitar. Most likely, you're going to get books or ebooks that are going to tell you how to play certain songs and chords and will provide a pretty good description on things like strumming patterns and which part of the song is the verse or the pre-chorus or the bridge. Another resource you can use is the free app or website called Ultimate Guitar Tabs. Now, I absolutely adore Ultimate Guitar Tabs. Even though I've been taught with a guitar teacher, I still use this app and website all the time because they have hundreds of songs with multiple different tabs that teach you everything from chords to finger picking, which I will get into later. But once you click on a tab for a song that you love, it'll give you a level of difficulty labeled either easy, intermediate, or difficult. So you can gauge, is this a song that I would be ready to learn how to play yet, or is this something out of my depth? Oftentimes it shows you the chord shapes, the order that they go in based on where the lyrics are, and simple strumming patterns for the song. This is great for learning songs that you love in a simple and free way. While there is a pro subscription that you can buy, I never really do it because that's just getting the super official tabs and they still have so many tabs that you can use even if you don't buy the pro version. The last thing that you can use when self-teaching yourself is YouTube. People are constantly posting free videos all the time that have tutorials you can watch again and again on how to learn whatever song it is. However, YouTube has a lot less variety, so if you're going the route of teaching yourself, I would recommend either going on Amazon and buying a book or using guitar tabs. However, my biggest problem is that while teaching yourself is very cost-effective, it's often the hardest way to go. I've been playing for seven years and I still sometimes go on guitar tabs and find a song and I'm like, I have no idea how to play this and I know what it's saying, but I can't figure out how to translate it which is why I would say go with a guitar teacher. The first best thing about having a guitar teacher is you have a set schedule. Even if you're teaching yourself and you set this practice schedule, it can be really hard to stick to it. And I'm not saying that 
with a guitar teacher, you're going to be able to stick to the schedule perfectly because we all have lives and things that come up. However, I schedule lessons weekly or bi-weekly, which is super helpful because you have a set time each week where you're meeting with someone experienced and you can practice. Now, that leads us into our special guest interview, my guitar teacher of seven years, Greg Hankin. Hello, Greg. Thank you for sitting down with me today. Of course. Thank you. So just a few questions before we dive in. How did you get into playing guitar? Um, when I was a very little kid, I heard uh, Beat It by Michael Jackson, and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. Uh, and I was fascinated by the, the sound that was the guitar solo. Uh, as it turns out, that was played by Eddie Van Halen, so I got a Van Halen record. And that was it. I, at that point, I was obsessed, and I begged my parents to let me get a guitar, and it took a long time for that to actually happen. Uh, so then I got a guitar when I was 13. So after that, how did you get into teaching guitar? That's a, that's a much longer story. Um, I Guitar was my obsession. Uh, I basically quit all of my other hobbies and put all of my time, effort, and energy into guitar. And uh, because of that, I was accelerating pretty quickly. And one of the things I wanted to do was help other people love guitar as much as I loved it. So I found some like kids in the neighborhood who wanted to learn guitar, and I would just teach them from my bedroom while I was still in high school. And then I had also got a job at the local guitar store and I was just like, I'd clean toilets and ring up strings and tune guitars and all that. Um, and basically if a, if a teacher had to miss, sometimes I would substitute. And then eventually uh, my old teacher who helped me get the job there, he got real sick and he had me substitute for him while he was in the hospital. Uh, but sadly he passed away. And I ended up just teaching kind of unexpectedly full-time. And I have been teaching ever since. And that was 2002. So what's your favorite thing about being a guitar teacher? Oh, geez. Uh, that's, that's a loaded question. Um, well, one, I get to play music all day, every day. Uh, I get to share my love of music with other people. And if I do my job right, help them love music as well. Um, and honestly, it's not easy to make a living in the, like under the umbrella of music related things. And I, you could even expand that to arts, all of the arts. It's difficult to make a job out of anything there. Uh, so, the fact that I have found this little niche for myself, uh, it it's fun. You know, this is this is cool. This is quite literally my dream job. I I get to teach and record music all day, every day. Do you have something that you teach all of your students when they first come to you? Absolutely. Uh, no matter what style of music they want to learn, whether it's Taylor Swift or technical death metal. You still need good technique and posture. 
So day one, lesson one, good technique and posture. Uh, and then after that, a, a handful of other things that, especially for like complete beginner students, if they're a complete beginner, uh, there's a, a few songs I use because they are great examples of things that I feel like should be, should be learned by everyone. So like Green Day, Time of Your Life, being able to hold a G chord is important. Being able to pick single notes is important. Being able to switch chords is important. Uh, so that song, uh, even though I never need to hear it ever again, it just happens to be ideal for uh, early guitar lessons. Would you say that technique is one of the most important things to know when playing guitar? No. Uh, some of the all-time greatest guitar players, like legendary guitar players, had just terrible technique. Uh, it, technique does not make or break your ability to learn guitar. Uh, but from a guitar teacher's perspective, tech, good technique makes it easier for all students to learn. So you could be a great student with bad technique and still play okay, but uh, for the average student that I get, if they have good technique or if I'm able to make them practice and develop good technique, that is the only surefire thing that I know to do that will make their guitar learning experience go smoother and easier. So because of that, I try to encourage everyone to play with really good technique and posture, even uh, if they don't like it. Do you have any like staple chords that you teach like beginner players? Uh, yes. I'm assuming you want more of an answer. So, <laughs> Just uh, a bit. Nope. Yep. So there, I, I think in, in the world of pop music, there are two types of chord progressions. So I make all of those, all, all students learn those two types of chord progressions. Each one of those chord progressions has four chords. So the first being G, C at nine, D, E minor. Uh, so I'll usually encourage a young student to learn a, a handful of songs that use those chords, and a lot of songs do. Then the other, F, C, G, A minor. I will encourage students to learn a few songs with those chords. You do that, you can probably play just about any pop song. So once you've sort of gone over the basics, how often would you recommend for someone to practice? Well, I mean, I the, the rule of thumb is 30 minutes a day. Like, if that's like, if you can get 30 minutes a day, you will accelerate your learning and your ability pretty quickly. And then anything you add on top of that, it's just gravy. Uh, so when I was a young student, I would practice begrudgingly 30 minutes a day of all the boring stuff. Uh, and then I would try to practice 30 minutes a day of like songs that I liked. And then I realized you could practice guitar while watching The Simpsons. So I was practicing like 90 minutes a day just because Simpsons was on three times a day. And that was always just the terrible exercises 
uh, because terrible exercises aren't so terrible if the Simpsons were on. All right. Well, that is my last question. So thank you for your time. Sure. Thank you again so much to Greg for giving us that wonderful and insightful interview. Now, the last thing to know when you're learning to play guitar is that you can learn to play it one of two ways, with a pick, which is a rounded triangle of plastic, or with your fingers, where you can do strumming and finger picking. Now, these two methods create very different sounds, which are good for a variety of different songs. Now, you can learn to play both of them and it's super easy. However, I would recommend starting with a pick and learning simple strumming. For instance, in a song such as Wonderwall, I learned it using a pick and using a strumming pattern, which is what I would recommend most people to do. And this is what it sounds like. This is something super helpful when you need songs that have a nice, clear sound. However, not all songs are like this. For a song such as Grand Optimist by City and Color, you use a mixture of these two methods. You use finger picking, but you add some light strumming to it, which gives you a sound that has a bit of a rougher edge to it. And lastly, there's just full-on finger picking. This is one of the absolute hardest things to do because when you're picking, you just have to use the pick. But when you are picking with your fingers, you have to use your thumb and index and often your middle and ring, depending on the song. Now, finger picking can give you a variety of different sounds. Some of them are very sharp and clear, whereas some of them are lighter. For example, the song Devil May Cry by The Weeknd, which was in the Hunger Games soundtrack, uses all finger picking, but still has this very clear sound. And it sounds like this. So those are the two different ways that you can learn how to play. And like I said, I would really recommend starting out with just using a pick because this is way easier and it's not gonna make learning finger picking any harder. But since finger picking is really difficult, I find that if you're trying to start with this, you might get more discouraged because you're gonna be trying to play and these chords aren't gonna sound right which is why I would definitely recommend learning how to strum and play with a pick first, and then learning how to use finger picking second. Once you have the basics down, there are a few last things you can do to make your experience all the better. The first is adding something called a capo to your guitar. The best way I can describe this is they are a metal 
uh, clamp that has rubber on the inside and you place this clasp over the strings of your guitar closest to whatever fret you want. A lot of different songs out there use these and they allow for the same chord to sound different where you play. The reason these chords or notes sound different is because when you put a capo on your guitar, you are essentially changing the key that your strings are in, but you don't have to tune your guitar down at all. For anyone out there who's tuned a guitar before, it is very annoying to have to tune your entire guitar down one step and then tune it back one step just to play a different song. So using a capo is a very easy way to do this. So for example, a very common chord that people use is the G chord. So this is what the G chord sounds like regularly. However, if you were to put a capo at the second fret of your guitar and play the G chord, it would sound completely different. Still wonderful, but it sounds more like this. So as you can see, these provide two completely different sounds, but are perfect for being able to play along to a song just how it is. The last thing I'm going to be talking to you about is specific to electric guitars. While capos can be used on any type of guitars, foot pedals can only be used for electric guitars because in order to work, they have to be plugged into an amp. And as I said in my first episode, only electric guitars can be plugged into an amplifier. So the one I'm going to be talking you through today uh, is called the M9 Stompbox Modeler. So this has seven buttons and it has a ton of different capabilities. It has delay, distortion, you can add echo, you can play a chord progression and then loop it so you can play something else over it. It has a ton of different capabilities. I won't go through all of them because I don't even know all of them, um, but it basically has a lot of fun things that you can do. And while they can be a bit confusing at first, the biggest appeal to having a foot pedal is it gives you that sound that you would get in a recorded song. So you can use foot pedals for any type of song really, but I find that they are most helpful to use when playing rock songs. This is because if anyone has out there has ever listened to Metallica or Guns N' Roses, their guitars have a lot of distortion on them. And you can try, but you are not gonna get that naturally. So that is why you need a foot pedal. So for instance, for the song Fade to Black by Metallica, for the one part of it, you use a foot pedal. So ordinarily, it would just sound kind of dull compared to what the song sounds like, like this. So that is what that specific little segment of Fade to Black sounds like without a foot pedal or any distortion on. And it doesn't sound bad, but if you listen to the song, that isn't how it sounds. So by just pressing two little buttons on this M9 foot pedal, I can get it to sound like this.
that just adds a little bit of extra. It adds this mechanical distortion that you can't get on a guitar and it just makes it sound all the better. And I highly recommend using foot pedals if you wanna play rock music because this is how you're gonna get it to sound like the song. However, if you aren't really in the market and don't have the money to spend on a foot pedal right now, do not fear because basically all amps come with something called channel. So on amps, you will see this little tiny button, oftentimes having a little green light on it that says channel. So if you are on the green channel, this will give you a very clean sound, good for playing pop and country music. But if you wanna get the mechanical distortion that you would get on a foot pedal, you can press that channel button. And like for my Marshall amp, it turns to red, which is how you've known you've switched to the different channel. And that sort of gives you this same type of sound. However, as you can tell just from me playing that little bit, it still doesn't sound as good as a foot pedal. So again, highly recommend getting foot pedals. And those are basically just some of the basic things you can add when you're playing guitar. There are a ton of other, other ones out there, but these are just the ones I have and that I find I use most often with all of the songs that I know how to play. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Six During Life. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are just as eager as I am to dive back into the world of guitar next week. Want to stay in the loop? Feel free to subscribe so you know when I post something new. You can even leave a recorded message down below sharing your thoughts, which may be included in a future episode. If you liked this week's episode, stay tuned for next week's, where I'll talk about all the different types of music you can play on your guitar.